So I've been spending a lot of time at the Korean spa lately. People always ask me how to get through a Seattle winter, and I always say the same things. Get yourself a humidifier, go for a daily walk, even if it's cloudy, even if it's raining, and go to the Korean spa. And also plan some sunny vacations. Four things. Uh, if you can't travel, the next best thing is to find yourself a sauna. And it has been brutally cold. It's been like in the teens, 13 degrees, 12 degrees. Ugh. I mean, it's never this, this cold in Seattle. So, And I'm from the Midwest, so I remember what those days are like. When you have like zero degree temps and negative wind chill factor. Oof. So I'm just over here complaining based on my pretty much a decent upgrade, I would say, from my life as a child growing up in the Midwest, but uh, a serious downgrade to the where I was born and where I lived during the pandemic, which was Hawaii, which has an average temperature of 82 degrees. And this time of year, this is when I usually go, but I'm not going yet. I'm actually waiting until a little later in the year. So for now, I have a vacation booked. It's coming up. But until then, it's not until the end, like end of February. So until then, I am hitting the Korean spa, baby. You know it. The one I go to is women only, or I should say no penises allowed. So it's a nice, safe space for women to just be comfortable. You know, there's a whole like wet room pool area with like four different temperatures of pools and a steam room and a dry sauna and all these little independent little seated showers that you can do body scrubs or whatever you want, whatever your little heart desires. And then there's even like a mugwort tea fountain, which is so nice. I usually, I have like a whole method um, for how I utilize the spa and like which pools to use when and when to do my, I do like a full body scrub and then when to do that, when to apply oils, and then when to go get in the sauna. And uh, I, I just love it. It's to, I spend a minimum of three hours there when I go. So it's like a full-on rest day. I usually will get up, go for my walk. If I have a workout that day, I'll do my workout. And then I usually just go. Um, today I had a meeting, and then immediately afterwards I drove straight there. And I spent almost four hours there. I read my book. I drink a lot of water. I did this really nice glycolic acid body scrub with an accelerator that has like, I can't remember what hydroxy acids and whatever it has in it, but oh my God, my skin feels like butter and I feel warm. I mean, I'm cold now. It's actually snowing outside right now. Ironically, we were threatened with snow during all those temperatures in the teens, but we never, ever got it. And now today, just as the temperature hits 32 again, now we're getting snow. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. But I will say like the Korean spa is a total lifesaver. When you live in Northern climates, when you live in uh, Seattle area where it's gray for like eight or nine months out of the year, uh, it is like the best. And the when I, the place I go, it has like uh, far infrared lights in like four or five of the different saunas that they have. So I position myself directly underneath it <laughs> as much as possible. But I love it. I go, I get a little sweaty. I do my little body scrub. It is like a full restoration 
for all of my strength training that I've been doing in this last year. So I've just been utilizing that space as my post-workout recovery zone. And oh, it is great. So I've been going like every week. And I cannot recommend it enough. It's like the best 50 bucks that I've ever spent. Highly recommend it. Okay, so some people have asked what I bring with me to the Korean spa. So I'm just going to give you the quick rundown of the list of things that I pack in my tiny little uh, waterproof bag that I put in my tiny little backpack to take to the Korean spa. You would never know looking at my tiny backpack how much stuff I pack in there. Okay, so for my skin, I pack a nice creamy cleanser. I pack a lightweight powdered exfoliant. I, I pack a hyaluronic acid mask. And then I pack a microalgae essence. And I swap out the serums. So it depends on what I'm using. But I have a travel size of this really beautiful brightening serum that I've been bringing lately, followed by its accompanying brightening cream. I do also bring a tiny travel size jar of shea butter, which is multi-purpose. You can use it for your body. You can use it for your face. Um, I've used it on my heels when I've gone into the dry sauna just to like really hydrate the skin. Um, I bring a, I make my own body lotion out of an unscented base and essential oil. So I have a tiny jar of that. I also bring a small travel size bottle of a body oil, which I use after I do like um, a body scrub. So I will either bring, for my scrub, I will either bring a glycolic body scrub, which is actually a giant bottle. <laughs> it's like a professional size bottle because that's the perks of being an esthetician. You have access to all these professional products. So I bring the giant bottle of the scrub or I bring a small jar of this volcanic, it's like a ground up volcanic powder. And so it's got a nice texture. It's very soft, but it's really exfoliating. I bring a travel size bottle of a shower cream, uh, which is one that I sell at my studio, which is so luxurious and moisturizing all on its own. And I actually use that as the base for my scrub when I use the volcanic scrub. So I mix the two together. It's beautiful. My skin feels so soft when I'm done. Um, I bring four essential oils. I bring rose, helichrysum, sandalwood and clary sage um what else i bring my silicone cupping set which just has three cups two medium size and one large cup which i use for cupping my it bands my shoulder my pectoral muscles anywhere where i'm feeling a lot of tightness that is not being remedied by stretching um what else i bring a bamboo comb like a wide tooth comb to comb through my hair I use the shampoo that's there. I don't usually bring my own. Sometimes I do have a small travel bottle of shampoo, but I usually just use what they have. And then um, I bring a hair mask, like a small packet. Um, again, one of the perks of being in the beauty industry is that you have access to all these sample packets and travel sizes and stuff. So I have these little packs of a hair mask, but you can do the same. You can put it in a tiny jar or whatever. Um, and is that it? Oh, and then I bring my glasses and either a book or my Kindle. 
And sometimes I will make my own tea and put it in a thermos to have about halfway through my treatment. And then um, I always bring a water bottle, which I fill with either branch chain amino acids or electrolytes, usually both, but always electrolytes. Um, And then I bring a tiny little dropper bottle that contains even more of my electrolyte. I use the Elite brand because you can get these giant bottles for your home and then you can dispense it into their little dropper, which travels so well. I've taken it with me on international trips and it just never runs out. It takes forever to use it up. So, I mean, you could be gone for a month and you would still have a lot of it left, even if you put it in pretty much everything you drank. So I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's what I bring to the Korean spa. So it probably sounds like a lot and, and maybe it is, but if you've ever wondered why I look younger than 49, that's why. All right, so if you're living in most of the United States right now, um, or even lots of parts of Europe, you are probably experiencing some severely cold temperatures. And uh, I live in Seattle, so I have been experiencing record low temperatures, which to some might not seem cold, but 14 degrees, 12 degrees, that's pretty damn cold for Seattle. So um, I have experienced some of the normal types of skin symptoms uh, and like health kind of symptoms of living in a cold, drier environment where my heat is on much more than it usually is, uh, including my hair, which has been just a static factory. These are just my top recommendations for caring for your skin and your hair and your health during extremely cold temperatures when you're trapped indoors. So first and foremost, I just want to say that cold air does not hold as much moisture as warm air does. So that's why in the winter months, everything seems to feel a lot drier. Now add to that the fact that we are primarily living indoors and everything's artificially heated. Most people have forced air heat. There are probably some people still living in older buildings that might have radiator heat, but for the most part, the majority of us are living in forced air heat environments or offices, our cars, pretty much anything that is warming us is going to be comprised of hot, dry air. And when the temperatures drop as low as they have, it's on constantly. So that constant dehydration of the environment also includes us, includes our skin, our hair, our nails, our nasal passages, our eyes, pretty much any tissue that is exposed to that drying element in the environment. First and foremost, what I like to do when I notice the temperatures are dipping below 30, especially if they're reaching the 20s, like mid 20s or lower, I come home from work and I take my giant stock pot out of my cabinet, fill it with water, put it on the stove and set it to boil. And I just let it boil. It will rehydrate the air in your home. It will add moisture. My plants, I can literally hear them relax. I can hear them sigh practically. Um, And you can feel it in your skin. It's like this, it feels a little cooler, yes, but you can feel that moisture in your skin. It's very relieving. Uh, It also has the added benefit of adding more moisture to your mucous membranes, which helps them to function better 
at keeping viruses out and it keeps your lips hydrated. Your lips don't have any oil glands, so it's super critical to make sure that they're hydrated properly and protected properly. And uh, it also helps with dry eyes. So win-win, okay? So I also have a humidifier in my bedroom. I talk about this all the time, but if you don't have a humidifier, get one and put it in your bedroom and turn it on before you go to bed and let that sucker just run all night. Trust me, it will save you so much downtime with the flu, with sinus issues, dry mouth, like some people sleep with their mouths open and they're breathing in that hot, dry air. The humidifier is going to help with all that. So for my hair, what I really recommend, if you haven't done it already or if you haven't tried it at all, this is a really good time to start doing the no poo method, which just means no shampoo. And what you're doing is you're substituting your regular detergenty sudsy shampoo with baking soda diluted in water in a little squeezy bottle. So you just shake it up. You put about a tablespoon or so in a squeezy bottle, a big squeezy bottle. You fill it with water and then you shake it to dissolve all the baking soda. Then when you get in the shower, you get your hair wet. You just squeeze it onto the roots of your hair. You don't need very much, but I usually do it in four sections, a little squeeze on each side, one on the top and one in the back from the crown down. And then you just massage it in with your fingers, massage it all over your scalp, get a really nice, vigorous massage. And when you rinse it, it should have this kind of like slippery feel to it. And that's how you know you have enough baking soda in the mixture. If it's not slippery, you might want to add a little bit more. But what this does is it gently removes built up excess oil, but it does not strip the moisture from the skin of your scalp. So this helps your skin to now reestablish a healthy moisture barrier on its surface. Now, the first month is going to be a little harder. It takes four weeks, approximately three to four weeks to reestablish a healthy moisture barrier. This is true on your body. It's especially true on your face and it is definitely true on your scalp. So one whole epidermal cycle is like 28 to 35 days. So keep this in mind, your hair will probably be a little oilier than you are used to for the first month. But if you can get through it, and it's really nice in the wintertime because you can just wear your hair up. You're probably wearing a hat. You know, maybe your hair doesn't always look that awesome anyway because, you know, it's just cold. And so it's a great time to really reestablish a better um, moisture barrier on your scalp. But get yourself a boar's bristle brush specifically boar's bristle brush because it is the only bristle that will distribute the oils from the scalp all the way down the hair shaft. And you're going to need this because you're going to need to distribute those oils as they're produced. They might be a little bit heavy at first, but that's going to help. It's going to help to add more moisture to the rest of your hair. And by using this boar's bristle brush, you're breaking up any like residual dead skin. You're giving your scalp a really nice massage and you're just really effectively moving those oils off of the scalp and down the hair. So you're going to do that a couple times a day. And then after a couple weeks of consistently doing this process, your hair is going to suddenly become more voluminous. It's going to become shinier. It's going to feel more just healthy overall. And your scalp is going to feel really comfortable. I used to get these little red 
itchy, irritated bumps in the wintertime, especially on my scalp. And I realized it was because of just the crappy ingredients in shampoo. Now there are some new shampoos out there and they claim to be better, but I, I got to, I got to tell you, I have tried most of these. I like to try everything that comes out that has any kind of, well, I look at all the ingredients first. If the ingredients look semi-okay, I'll try it. I have not found a single one that does as good of a job as baking soda and water. <laughs> um, I do also do like a clarifying rinse using a diluted, uh, like one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, again, in another squeezy bottle with water. And you just shake it up and you just use this on the ends of your hair, like from the middle of the hair to the ends of the hair. You don't want to use this on your scalp. It's a little too acidic, but it will pull off any styling product, any excess buildup of oil, anything it's picked up in the environment, smoke, pollutant dust, um, really anything that your hair has absorbed throughout your day, it will clear it all off. And it makes your hair shinier and more bouncy and just feels healthy. They're cheap ingredients. Okay. So you're going to spend hundreds, if not thousands less on hair care products uh, a year by just doing these two steps and then adjusting your scalp to be more um, moisture rich and balanced. Um, so the no poo method. And then I also like to use a little argan oil while it's still damp, towel dry. I'll use a little argan oil just on the ends and that really leaves my hair super, super shiny. It adds a little bit more protection to the hair itself. Um, it kind of adds a little bit more um, protection to the ends of the hair, which is what usually splits. And it's just, for, for your hair care, it is inexpensive, it is super effective, and it can help with a lot of those flyaways. Though primarily that stuff is gonna be helped by adding more moisture to the hair. Now for your skin, um, shea butter is your best friend in the wintertime, as well as facial oils. Now, my favorite facial oil blend is one that I sell here. It is a collagen boosting oil. It's a mixture of jojoba, which is the closest to your skin's natural oil. It has rose, helichrysum, it has hishowu root. It has all these really beautiful, a sandalwood. It has just the most beautiful combination of beauty oils. And they're really, really protective and really nice and um, like hydrating to the surface of your skin. So we naturally produce a little less oil in the wintertime. So it's nice to add an oil to your routine. Now I usually position this right after my serums. I do like a serum cocktail. So I mix a few different ones together or I layer a couple different ones together. But if you just use one, you would do your, your cleanse followed by your toner. Then you would apply your serum followed by your oil. So your oil always comes before your moisturizer. If you're someone who doesn't like heavy rich creams, you could do your oil followed by like your tinted moisturizing sunscreen, for example. Just make sure you've got enough hyaluronic acid in the moisture step, right? So whatever cream you're using on your skin, you really want to make sure it's got hyaluronic acid in it. And you really want it to be between somewhere between like the top five to eight ingredients. The higher it is on that list, the more hyaluronic acid you're receiving. So that's going to be really helpful for drawing that oil and drawing that water deeper into your skin. So that's going to help with dehydration as well. At night, I just use shea butter as my last step. So I do a double cleanse at night. 
I do my toner. I put on all my like nighttime serum mixtures. Then I do, sometimes I do the oil, sometimes I don't, but I always, my last step is always shea butter. And I put it on my lips. I put it on my neck. Um, I love it. It's really, really protective. So it prevents your skin from uh, dehydrating any further. It holds moisture into the skin. It is breathable though. So it helps your skin to still absorb moisture in the air, which is really effective if you're sleeping with your humidifier and the results are just fantastic. Like your wrinkles will just soften. It is magical. I absolutely love shea butter. I search for organic shea butter. That is my preference. And you want to find a company that's reputable, but you just want to make sure that that the, the product is organic. And then beyond that, I really recommend trying as hard as possible to pack as much nutrient density into your diet. It's going to help to fortify your immune system. It's going to keep you healthier. It's going to help you to um, fend off any of those little viruses that people are toting around this season. I got the flu and it was really bad, but it could have been worse. Yeah. Eating a super high nutrient dense diet is going to help your body to be more um, resilient overall. So the impacts of environmental change won't be quite as pronounced if your immune system is functioning properly. So I hope this has helped. If you guys have any questions about uh, any particular issues that you're experiencing this winter, feel free to leave me a voicemail. You can leave uh, comments in the comment section. You can ask me questions on my website, powerspaseattle.com. There is a contact page on there. Feel free to ask me questions there. And I'm also on social media at powerspaseattle. So feel free to ask away and I'm happy to uh, address any specific concerns you have. You can find me online as always at Power Spa Seattle, where you can book appointments to see me in my Seattle studio. And you can follow me on social media at Power Spa Seattle. I hope you guys are having a really nice cozy winter and I will talk to you soon.